Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. And you want to know what's even more terrific? We have a special guest joining us this week. It is Dave's wife and my sister. Welcome, Dana Botcher. Thank you. <laughs> now, Dana, you have been a guest uh, before, actually, uh, twice, if yes, I remember I have. right. Uh, it's been quite a while since you've been on the show, right? Yes. Uh, we are glad that you could join us this week. And this week will be our fifth edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. This is something we do every two months. We gather up any recent stories, and we have uh, quite a few this week. It's going to be a fun episode. Also, we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode where we go over one of the most scariest places on Earth of Snake Island. Hopefully, uh, none of our listeners are planning a trip to go to that island, right? Yeah. They need government approval anyway. <laughs> they if would. You remember you, correctly. Yeah. Unless you want to be an eco pirate. <laughs> or remember, like I said, uh, if, as long as you got money, you can bribe people. That's true. But uh, it was a fun, interesting episode. So go check it out if you haven't yet. Um, and as always, we are joined in the studio by Colonel Cheetor. How you doing today, buddy? Ooh, Dana, you looking fine tonight. Hey! Wow. <laughs> I, I think Cheetor has uh, taken a liking to you, Dana. Well, thank you, Colonel Cheetor. Dave, you might, need to, like it, you, too. you might need to keep an eye out on Colonel Cheetor over there. I'm going to take my helmet back. <laughs> Uh, but, but as always, we want to thank all of our listeners uh, from all over the world. Thank you for following us and uh, helping us grow. I, I like to think that we have a small cult-like following. That's how I like to explain it. Yeah. Uh, and if you enjoy the show and want to contribute, what you can do is go to iTunes or whatever platform you use. Give us uh, f- uh, five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us get noticed and gain more attention, gain more listeners. I, I know it takes like 30 seconds, but please do that if you can. It really helps us out. And we want as much interaction as we can get with our listeners. It's kind of fun. It's yeah. part of the fun for us. All right. But, for be- but before we get started, let's play a game. Let's play Find That Country. <laughs> Dana, maybe you can help Dave try to get me this week. Uh, last week, Dave, you chose the Seychelles Islands, yeah, uh, which I found rather quickly, I might mm-hmm. add. Uh, Dave and Dana, so how it works is Dave and Dana will pick a random country that they have chosen like 20 minutes ago before we started recording. And uh, they are going to tell me what it is, and I'm going to find it on their very nice and squeaky globe. Okay. All right. What we'll do you it. have for me this week? Spin the globe. Go ahead and spin it, Dana. Well, seeming you think you already know what we've chosen. Yeah, do we need Let, to really tell you? Let's hear what you think. It's, I'm thinking of it right now. What is it, Matt? I've... <laughs> what is it? What are we thinking of? It doesn't matter. Tell me what you're okay. thinking of. Tuvalu. Tuvalu. It's in the islands. Is that what you were thinking? No, I wasn't the one I was thinking. So, so I know it's in it's uh, the islands Ooh, it's over taken here. A longer. It is Tonga, oh, oh, oh. Vanatu, Fiji, Sana, Tuvalu. <laughs> oh, you got it. Okay. <laughs> Tuvalu. I get you on that one. No. Oh, we thought we had you. You guys keep choosing. <laughs> Davis, I think you guys have only chose islands so far, Dave. Oh, that's where we ought to go. You need maybe you should expand. I know all my islands. What am I gonna do? Choose China, one of the largest <laughs> countries? No, I would. Yeah, I would know China where that is. is either. All right, but Dave, you were supposed to have a few uh, facts about Tuvalu. Yeah. Okay, so Tuvalu is made up of. Where did it go? Four 
atolls. And Four three... atolls? Those yeah. are islands. Sounds what, like what, you're what, saying yeah, atolls. it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> four uh, holes. <laughs> there's four a holes that live there. Yeah, there's a total of I think it's a total of nine islands altogether, if I remember right. Okay. Um, and let's see, how what's the population, Dana? Eleven thousand. Yeah, Eleven thousand. A thousand people. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Maybe we should move there. Atolls are pretty cool looking. <laughs> Did you? Say- I like them. Anyway, just because they look so beautiful. So yeah, I guess that's why we want to go there. It's in the South Pacific, near Dana's favorite place. Fiji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, also, you've always had a thing, you, Dana. You're a big a uh, beach bum type of gal. <laughs> Not a beach bum, just a snorkel bum. Okay. Yeah. Also, um, interesting fact about this country: it didn't, it wasn't officially its own country until 1981. No, oh, 1978 okay. wasn't was it. 78. It was 1978. Yeah, it's pretty close. Oh. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was uh, part of the British Commonwealth up until then. Oh, okay. Then it finally got its own. They finally got their independence. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Another interesting fact. It is where, well, it was near one of the atolls there <laughs> <laughs> um, that they found Eddie Rickenbacker. He was, he, well, he was a big, he was World War, fought in World War One. was a World War Two ace, you know. Um, and he had a B-17. Well, I guess it wasn't an ace. B-17 that he flew and he went down with his crew somewhere over the Pacific, and they hunted for him. They were, he was lost for 23 days. Oh. And then they found him right off the coast of one of their islands oh, on that's Tintuvalu. Cool. Yeah. All right. That was good stuff. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that to us. Oh, and by the way, uh, I, don't, I don't think I explained where it was. It is in the Pacific, uh, it's amongst the many islands yeah. there, kind of by, kind of by Fiji. Fiji. near the Solomon Islands. Yeah, yeah. Solomon Islands. And it's kind of all around yeah. in there. And you said how many islands were there? I think there was nine. Nine islands that consist yeah. of the country. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very small country. I mean, 11,000. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said the population? Well, that's tiny. Yeah. Uh, and they grow lots of coconuts. Coconuts? Is that what they're... Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. So... Yeah. Had had a part in the wars, World War II. They, they were the areas they fought over. Oh, you know, it, trying okay. to make their bases for that island yeah, hopping, yeah, you know? Could, yeah. That's interesting. Well, good job, guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still... I mean, maybe like a second slower <laughs> than the other ones, but I was on it pretty quick. All right, good job. You need to quit choosing all these island countries for me. No, we can't help the it. The other ones, like if we choose well, like, Africa, those those are African Africa's not a country. I mean, I know. I mean, like places a country in, in Africa. Yeah, those yeah. will actually be more difficult. But you can always tell that they're African, so you'll just Seychelles go to Africa was African. It. Yeah, Seychelles is part of. Doesn't matter. All right, let's continue. Uh, good game, though. Nice try. Uh, Before we get into a story, I wanted to... uh, I came across an article, and a very interesting article, so I kind of want to go over that real quick. In the article, it says, Animal-related injuries cost more than $1 billion in healthcare costs each year in the United States. Wow. Wow. Yeah. There was a five-year study done from 2010 to 2014. In this study, over 6 million emergency department admissions were linked to animal-related injuries. So that's over 1.2 million people a year. Wow. Uh, 41% of injuries were related to bites from non-venomous arthropods. Well, that's basically like bugs, like spiders, ticks, centipedes, and, of course, mosquitoes. Hmm. Hmm. So Uh, why would they, if they're non-venomous, why would they have gone to the emergency? Spread disease. 
Oh, okay. like mosquitoes do. Okay. Uh, second place was dog bites. I could see that. Uh, which account for twenty six percent of animal injuries. Uh, third were bites and stings from hornets, wasps, and bees, hmm. with all around thirteen percent. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, also around forty two percent of animal related injuries happen in the southern part of the United States, hmm. south. Hmm. Which they you have know, more bugs there though. Kind of swampy, yeah. So I could buy that. And during the five year study period, there were only one thousand one hundred and sixty two deaths, which accounts for point zero two percent of all the visits. Wow. Hmm. So of, of animal bites, only point zero two percent of people will die from animal related injuries in the United States. That's what the study says. A low fatality rate? Yes, it is. Oh boy, we're going to uh, run out of storage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and also during the five-year study, uh, arthropod and dog bite injuries were the most costly. Um, and then third place was associated with venomous snakes and lizard bites. Hmm. Uh, snake and lizard bites are particularly expensive which is due to uh, the antidotes, like the anti-venoms oh. that being required. So that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, anti-venom and stuff like that is very expensive. Did it expensive. say what states had the most snakes? It didn't. But the South, uh, we can say, has more. Florida, all bit. Yeah, Florida <laughs> for sure. We have a lot of rattlesnakes. We do have rattlesnakes, but it's very rare that we even see a bite. And then yeah. uh, anti-venom, we're, we're kind of on top of that here. But the rate of animal attack injuries has increased over the past 10 years and will likely continue. It's because we keep going into their territory. Yeah, exactly right. The reasons, yeah, are kind of what you would think. Humans are encroaching on more habitats, causing direct conflict with animals. And the article also believes climate change uh, plays, a, plays a role in this. As temperatures rise, the habitats of some creatures will become larger and able to survive in more places. Specifically bugs, I kind of yeah. think that's going for. But uh, I just thought the article was worth mentioning uh, due to the high cost of over a billion dollars a year in healthcare. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I know we our healthcare isn't the best here in the United States. Well, it is compared to it's a lot not. of other countries. Well, it's mean, just expensive. Yeah, it's just very expensive. Uh, but mean, we do have like the best healthcare. Yeah, I get what you mean. But like, uh, if you go to like Canada, you got like uh, free healthcare all. But your healthcare is not yeah. as good. I don't know. I don't. From know. what I've heard. I, I don't I think know we know all to that. get in to see, like, if you have cancer. Uh, Canadian listeners, please uh, educate uh, <laughs> us on that. If At you least can in help Europe. Us out. I know that's the case in Europe. That it's really hard to, it's like months on out, and so you're getting worse, and then you I could not tell you if that was right your doctor's or not. appointment, but here you can get it really quick. Part of that might be true. I do not know. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> How about we get to our first story now? This story is reminiscent of episode 24, Stupid People Who Jump Into Zoo Enclosures. That's my favorite episode. Dana, that was your favorite episode, wasn't it? <laughs> I do like stupid people. It's, isn't it, wonder, isn't it great to make Mary fun of them? <laughs> so this story takes place on January 22nd in <gasps> That's my girl's birthday. Oh, it is your daughter's birthday. Your my twins. Twins, yeah. Uh, so on their birthday in Punjab, India. Uh, what this, year? Dana, this is recent animal oh. stories. I told you this going into it. Are we good now? Okay. 
So January 22nd <laughs> in Punjab, India. Maybe she thought we took the time machine. So. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In Punjab, India, at the Chattabir Zoo, uh, a man in his 20s was seen attempting to scale a 20-foot wall of the lion enclosure. <laughs> he was spotted by zoo staff who attempted to talk the man down. The man ignored them and jumped inside the lion enclosure. Mm. Now, we've we've learned that jumping into a lion enclosure, not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think happens? Well, either he tries to wrestle or he's like, eat me. I don't know. One of those. Yeah, well, uh, there are four lions inside the enclosure. They are Asiatic lions. That live in Asiatic lions are, uh, they live in southwestern India and they are very endangered in the wild uh, with an estimated 500 huh. in the wild. But they're still about the same size as the African lions and just as dangerous. So the guy jumps in and is immediately attacked by the <laughs> lioness. <laughs> Uh, lionesses are very curious by nature, so she went to investigate what fell into her enclosure. She took a look and instantly thought the guy looked pretty tasty and attacked him. <laughs> Grabbing hold of his neck and dragging him, then the male lion decided to join in and bites the man on his head. Oh, boy. And there is actually footage of this, too. Oh, my goodness. But they it's... put this online? Well, so... It's really difficult to see what happens in. I try like it's uh, it's pretty far away uh, for a cell phone camera, and it just uh, <laughs> somebody's watching this happen. Yeah, people. No, everybody's watching this happen. The zoo, zoo. Uh, everybody who's visiting no. the zoo is watching this go wow. down. Probably filmed by a really old camera and in the wrong mode, portrait oh, yeah, mode. For sure. uh, was shaking all over the place. <laughs> Possibly, but uh. I, I couldn't get a good visual on what was going down from the video that I saw. But the man was inside the enclosure with the lions for uh, about 10 minutes before specialized zoo staff were able to enter uh, and extract his body. By that point, the man suffered fatal injuries and was declared dead after being rushed to the hospital. Mm. I wonder if the only reason they go in there is just to say, hey, we don't want you eating the bodies to get a taste for man. I, they should have just I mean, let him that, eat Yeah, it. you're just like, oh, whatever. You know, honestly, now they have to put themselves at risk. You know, they knew the, the guy wanted to go in there for a reason. Then you know, if they, that's, he, knew, he knew what was going to happen. And that's what I'm going to touch on. But the, the zoo staff and hospital were not able to identify the man. He had no ID on him and nobody, um, nobody knows who he was. Uh, they are working on finding a way to identify him so they can notify his family. They even placed an ad in local newspapers asking anyone who might know who the man was and asking them to come mm. forward. He's hey. what you would call a drifter. Maybe he took Possibly. the time machine. <laughs> I couldn't find any info on if anything happens to the lions, but I doubt they will uh, have any repercussions to it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they will. They get a jury summons. <laughs> Not a jury summons, a court summons. I don't think anything's going to happen to the lions. I think they're going to be fine. But if you remember from episode 24, there were a couple stories in there of people jumping into lion enclosures to attempt suicide. Yeah. Uh, this very may well have been the same thing. There's something about jumping into a lion enclosure that I think has to do with like biblical 
Yeah. Uh, you said Daniel's in the lion's den. I don't I don't know if that applies to um some kind of suicide India or, with the know. Hindu religion. I don't I don't know if that re- applies to it at all. That'd but be a horrible death. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good death. No. But I mean I would assume the guy might have some uh, mental illnesses as well. You know, yeah. who knows? But uh, stupid people jumping to zoo enclosures are always fun. I mean, first thing that comes to thought, hmm, I'm going to commit suicide. Let's go jump in Lion Den. That sounds like a terrible no, idea. that's yeah. terrible. They must be thinking of the circle of life or something. I, I don't know. I wish I could have a reason for it, but that is what happened. Ooh. All right, let's go. Let's move on to our next story. This happens in mid-January and takes place in Vicara, Vicera, V-I-C-R-A. Anyway, it's in Florida. <laughs> so it's, it's been a while since we had a good uh, story in Florida, huh? Yeah. Uh, some of our wildest and bizarre stories happen in Florida, and we haven't had... we. we or we had previously, we've had an escaped monkey run around a Walmart. Remember you told that <laughs> yeah. story, Dave? That a guy a gets a guy gets killed by a duck. <laughs> Several alligator stories. Um, crazy things just seem to follow Florida, including this story. All right, so more than a dozen people have been sent to the hospital after being attacked in a parking lot of a Holiday Inn. Huh. <laughs> the culprits are a breeding pair of red-tailed hawks. Oh, my goodness. Gee. One woman named Cindy Mara was walking to her job at the Chick-fil-A next door to the hotel uh, when she was attacked. The hawk had clawed the top of her head as she she walked through the parking lot. Ow. Uh, In Cindy's own words, she says, Wow, that hurts. (laughs) (laughs) And I went inside, touched my head, washed my hands, and they were bloody. Uh, She isn't the only one who was attacked. In fact, uh, 14 people in total, uh, and 14 people in total went to the hospital, so there might have been more attacks. I hope she got the day off after that. I hope, yeah, I would hope so. (laughs) It's like, dang it, 12 more feet, I would have got workman's comp. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, 14 people went to the hospital with similar injuries to the head, uh, Cindy didn't need to get stitches, but some did, including one man who had to get 17 stitches on the top of his head from the wow. hawk. Wow. Gee. Uh, once the Holiday Inn was aware of this, they called wildlife removal people. And also, red-tailed hawks are, aren't endangered or anything, and they can be found throughout most of North America, into Canada, and down into Mexico as well. Oh, okay. Um, you can, I'm sure you can find them here, too. Uh, it's not very common to see hawks this aggressive, but it can happen. There are mm. stories of it. Probably just disgruntled guests of the holiday. <laughs> yeah. Well, they we stick should, them on there. Let's look for a review from them on there. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as far as I know, there hasn't been any more attacks after. Uh, so, oh, yeah. So the wildlife removal guys destroyed the hawk's nest. Uh, no eggs were inside, though. There were no eggs. Okay. Uh, there hasn't been any follow-up after the nest was destroyed. So hopefully the hawks found a better place away from people. That uh, sounds like a Florida-type story. <laughs> yeah. Florida-type thing to happen yeah. there. All right, so let's move to our next story. Uh, and guess what? We are going down under, mate. Hi. Uh, this, hey, we're going to Australia. This takes place January 20th. Uh, let's meet a six-year-old boy 
named Michael Shipansky. That is not a good name. <laughs> you know he got made, He's or he's only six, so you know he's going to get made fun of. Shipansky, you know to call him <laughs> Shit Your Pansky. <laughs> only his <laughs> friends call him that. <laughs> well, only his friends can call him that. But that's not a good name. Anyway, um, he is, Michael Shipansky is on a camping trip with his family. They are camping at a popular uh, Fraser Island off the coast of Queensland. And I looked at pictures, and Fraser Island is gorgeous. Dana, you would definitely like it. to go there. Uh, we, I'm sure we, everybody would love to go there. It's mm. beautiful. But uh, young Michael and his family were swimming on the beach when Michael wanted to race up the sand dune. But when he got to the top, there was a pack. Of four dingoes there. Uh, one of the dingoes attacks and mauls the boy. Now the boy's father, uh, Mark Shapansky, says when the dingoes saw him, they went straight into chase and kill instinct. Uh, he also says, and I quote, I heard him screaming, bone chilling screams of terror, fear and pain. And turned around and saw him set upon and dragged down by this pack of dingoes. It was out of control, vicious, and terrifying. Uh, Mark managed to pull his son from the dingoes and carry him off. He actually managed to do that. Uh, Michael had severe puncture wounds, uh, bite and teeth marks to both of his legs... One dingo had him by the leg and was trying to drag him off down the sand into a secluded area. Uh, however, the boy recovered from his injuries and is doing just fine now. That's good. Fraser Island is known for its dingoes, and tourists go to the island uh, specifically to see them. And it's a beautiful island. It's actually the largest sand island on the planet. Wow. Yeah. Uh, dingoes aren't that big, actually. A large one only gets to around 45 pounds. Hmm. Uh, so like uh, a medium-sized dog, um, our black lab, Roxy, uh, is larger than a dingo. She's hmm. not even very big. And she's yeah. not that big. She's 70, maybe 70, 65, really? 7, if, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, maybe, I'll say 65, I think that's probably right, but... Hmm. Um, their jaw structure is different, and of course, they're a wild animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 2001, a nine-year-old boy was killed by a dingo. In I think it was in Fraser Island as well. Oh. And we will definitely be doing a dingo episode at some point. Have you ever heard the famous story? It was from the 80s of uh, a dingo ate my baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will cover that story when we do dingoes, for sure. Okay. It's a very interesting story. Hey, so take a, a drink, then. Story, huh? it's oh, yeah. Uh, for everybody, uh, <laughs> that is shot number one. I'll take a sip of my beer. <laughs> but uh, next is a, a non-attack-related story. Earlier this month in February, a team of biologists in Kenya uh, placed remote camera traps to track uh, the leopard population. And what they found on their cameras is something very, very rare, specifically in Africa. They found a black leopard. Mm. Or some people might know them as a black panther, but we don't do that here. It is a black (laughs) leopard. 
the last black leopard confirmed in Africa was in Ethiopia in 1909. Wow. wow. So they are very rare. Uh, Dave, if you remember uh, both leopard... Oh, Danny, you, you should remember too. You listened to the episode in our Jaguar episode. But if you remember, both leopards and jaguars can be black. Mm-hmm. It's called melanism, and it occurs in roughly 10% of leopard and jaguar populations. But most black leopards will live in Southeast Asia and or India and very rare in Africa. I, I don't know the reasons why, but that seems to be the case. Mm. So think of like Bagheera from the Jungle Book has a black mm-hmm. leopard. Yeah. And there are some cool uh, photos that uh, and videos of this rare leopard. Uh, if people want to check it out, I'll put a link in the description below. So if anybody wants to see that, it's really cool to see. Uh, but yeah, black leopards, uh, and it's not com- com- they're not completely black. You can still see their spots, but it's they're still black. It, it's a very mm. it's very different to see. So I'll I'll put a link on the description below. Uh, but in other Leopard-related news. Let's go to Nashik, India. I'm not saying that right. (laughs) not saying it right. Uh, In the middle of February, a leopard ran rampant throughout the city, injuring three people, including a local politician and two media members uh, who were there trying to film the incident. Hmm. The leopard was later caught by forest officials... But that's not all. Another leopard rampaged through the Indian city of Jalandhar uh, a few weeks earlier. This leopard injured four people, and it was eventually subdued after over seven hours chasing it. Jeez. And there is footage of this one. It's um, Dave, have you seen that 72 Most Dangerous Animals? Yeah. When they covered the leopard, they covered... Um, they covered a uh, video footage of, it was a few years back, but of this leopard running rampant throughout one of the cities there. Oh. This was um, very similar to that video. Oh, okay. It was, uh, the leopard is literally just running around, uh, jumping up walls. It's amazing <laughs> what it what it was doing, like the uh, how agile and how quick it was. Mm. And then it would go and it would attack somebody, like kind of bite him on the arm and then move on, attack somebody else. <laughs> And it was, it's really interesting and it's kind of fun to watch in a way <laughs> because you know, they're not dying or anything, but, uh, the, the leopard is just rampaging through this video. Uh, officials finally trapped the leopard in a house and tranquilize it. And they will, they plan on setting it free into a better location. Hmm. <laughs> uh, the, these leopard stories really put over the increasing problem of human encroachment and human-animal conflict that, I mean, like we said in the very mm-hmm. first story, it's been going up in the last 10 years, and that's kind of worldwide. It's yeah. definitely been going up. Yeah. And specifically in India. India might be taking the brunt of all of this mm. animals uh, conflict. But it's it really is a big issue there in India with... Tigers, leopards, uh, elephants, rhinos, uh, boars, anything, all of them. There's just kind of a big problem there. So I, I, I told that story to kind of put over that issue. And I'm going to put the, the video of the leopard. It's really cool. So I'll put the link in the description on that one. Okay. All right, but let's move on to our next story. Uh, it also involves a big cat in very unusual circumstances. 
It takes place on February 11th and in Houston, Texas. Huh. Yeah, you, uh, I mean, you guys are going to like this one. <laughs> so uh, a man who does not go named uh, enters an abandoned home in Houston. And the reason why? Well, he feels like getting high and smoking some weed. <laughs> Uh, while he's smoking, he looks around and what does he see? A big ass tiger. What? Oh. He sees a tiger. Only a drug dealer would have a tiger. Huh? <laughs> Is he high? He was probably <laughs> high. But anyway, he he does see a tiger and this tiger is in a small cage, barely held, barely held closed <laughs> by the bolts. Like if somebody just moved their finger, it would the tiger could have escaped. But yeah, the man, uh, he calls authorities and <laughs> tells them what he sees. Naturally, authorities were pretty skeptical and kind of don't believe him. In fact, the they question the man on the phone and ask him, have you been doing drugs? <laughs> I would say the same thing. The guy's like, yeah, but there's still a huge tiger here. <laughs> uh, he, he didn't say that. I, I said that. But um, So police go to see if this is true. When they arrive, they do in fact find a caged tiger oh in the garage of an, on an, of an abandoned home. The poor oh. tiger. The home had been abandoned for some time, but several packages of meat were found with the tiger, so it was in decent health at the time. Mm. But no, yeah, why? Who left it there? Why they left it the there? Poor tiger just has to sit in this little cage. Tighten in this small cage. Yeah, I mean, if honestly, if the tiger probably like pushed a little bit, he probably could have broken <laughs> what was left of that bolt. But anyway, officers tranquilized the tiger and transferred it 200 miles north to an animal sanctuary. So the tiger is doing well now. So that's good. We like that. Uh, and thank goodness for potheads, though, right? Wow. Uh, who knows why... He's doing his civic duty, man. <laughs> so who knows I why... I wonder if he was like, am I really seeing this? Yeah, I, that's exactly right. Uh, and who knows? I it wouldn't be on drugs and I'd still be like, am I this? <laughs> yeah. What did I eat? <laughs> who knows the reasons why someone left a tiger in a cage in a garage? That's terrible. We really don't know, but... Uh, and as far as I know, the case is still under investigation. Officials uh, haven't found the owner of the tiger. But, yeah, like you were saying... Did you could say Texas has a high private zoo? Yes. There are actually more tigers in Texas than there are in the wild. Wow. What? Due to their private zoos. And That's crazy. Texas can have all kinds of animals there. And it's not a big deal. They don't, they don't have many laws or restrictions there in Texas. Hmm. But yeah, as you were saying, you can imagine being uh, smoking some weed and all of a sudden you see a 300 pound tiger. You'd be like, well, first off, you'd be like, that's some good weed. Yeah. You want to hit me in? <laughs> yeah. He goes to the tiger. I could totally see that in like some stoner movie. Uh, yeah. Hey man, you want to hit him? He gives the tiger his and the tiger starts talking to him or something. Yeah. It reminds me of Harold and Kumar. Did you ever see that? Because they had a cheetah. Uh, <laughs> they rode a cheetah. Uh, it just reminded me of that. Oh, <laughs> anyway. All right. So let's go to our next story. Non-weed related. <laughs> uh, this story is pr one you guys have heard about. It's about polar bears. And the story came out a little bit after we did our polar bear episode. So we couldn't uh, we couldn't share it on that on that episode. But let's do it now. Um, by the way, 
our polar bear episode is the second most listened to episode we've done. Wow. Hey. Yeah. I, I wish I knew why. <laughs> Maybe people just really like polar bears. Interesting. Yeah. Ah, it is interesting. Uh, anyway, this story takes place and it starts from December and is uh, all the way to February and may still be going on now. But let's go to a very remote region in northern Russia, in the Arctic region, to a town called Belushia Guba, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what it's called. Uh, the town is part of the Novaya Zemlaya, <laughs> uh, Novaya Zemlaya Archipelago. Do you know, Archipelago? Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> Man, I am terrible at pronunciation. <laughs> but anyway, um, it, uh, that is just basically, uh, it's a group of islands. An, uh, Arch Archipelago. Archipelago is a group of islands. Uh, now, what's going on here is that at least 52 polar bears have invaded this town. Oh, wow. It's such an issue that on February 9th, the town declared a state of emergency. <laughs> And as you can imagine, the locals are quite scared. Uh, they are scared to leave their homes and their daily, daily routines have been broken. Uh, parents are afraid to let their children go to school. Uh, these bears are really creating quite the problem there. What, what's a daily routine in a rural place <laughs> up by the Arctic? Uh, going oh, outside and doing stuff. And now I they're scared go to go outside. outside. for the only hour of daylight I have. <laughs> I would say be careful, but I doubt you're really we have any Siberian is sitting for 24 hours. <laughs> no, I sit in 24 hours nervously. <laughs> yeah. So there have been reports of bears acting aggressively and even entering residences and businesses. Whoa! Chick Fil A. This is actually true because I watched a video of a bear inside the hallway of a family's home. Oh, wow. A polar bear? A polar bear. Oh, man. I'll have to show, I might have to show you guys. answered the door. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to show you guys after this, but I'll show you Does some it pictures. Itself in? I don't know exactly, but uh, there's some kind of camera and they oh, caught it. And, goodness. Oh. But the bears mostly have been hanging out at the town dump <laughs> where they scavenge for food uh, in one in one of the videos I saw, you can see uh, I think it was seventeen bears oh all grouped up in a small area, just going through the rubbish. <laughs> I found someone's subway lunch. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> but uh, some, however, like some of the bears, tend to wander throughout the town. Wow. Town officials uh, have used loud noises like shooting off guns and car horns as well as having dogs to try and scare the bears off. And the people aren't allowed to kill the bears since they're a protected species. Mm. And the Russian government refused to grant permission for them to kill the bears. Wow. Residents have sent many complaints demanding to ensure safety into the, for the settlement. Uh, a military task force was sent to, to help deal with the problem. Um, they put up extra fences and they have an, uh, in the, around the schools to better ensure children's safety and <laughs> military person. fence will keep it out though, will it? it it'll, it'll deteriorate. If it really wanted to, it could get through, but it will help deteriorate uh, it wanting to do that. And uh, military personnel 
are being delivered to workplaces by special vehicles, and they're also oh, pa- wow. patrolling the town. Oh. Uh, now, polar bears normally migrate through this part of Russia uh, during this time of year, but for some reason, they're camping out uh, in great numbers. Hmm. Yeah, when we covered them, polar bears were solitary animals. <laughs> but they also will group together. Remember, like we saw, Just we went over the, the um, when a whale carcass washed on shore, oh, yeah. and there was lots of polar bears there. So um, part of it is they think in that because of the dump, oh. it hmm. is attracting all these bears to alternative food sources. Hmm. Uh, that's one reason why. Um, and then one local man says he lived... He's lived in this area since 1983, but there have never been so many polar bears in the vicinity as there is this year. Wow. Now, scientists in Russia said the thinning ice from climate change could be an explanation for the invasion. Hmm. Uh, and then also part of it could be the alternative food source from the dump. And yeah. then they're going to town. But can you imagine how scary that would be? Yeah. Having just polar bears. We went over <laughs> polar bears. They are... They are. They can be scary monsters. Yeah. Huge. They're yeah. huge. And I'll show. There's some. Fo- I'll try to put up some photos of this. But there's. Uh, honey, there's a polar bear in the hallway. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Don't bother me now. I'm watching Regis and Kelly. <laughs> oh, God. That doesn't sound Russian <laughs> at all. That was not. <laughs> I don't know where that joke came from. Stop. Putin is on the TV. <laughs> yeah, that's. There, how's that? That's much better. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't have an answer for you and to why, but it, it's quite an interesting situation going on there. And there have been reports of attacks, Ooh. but uh, I I could not find any information. It just says there's been reported attacks on all the articles I read. Huh. So I I would um, I wouldn't doubt that there actually are some attacks going on. Like yeah, that's serious yeah. business. Polar bears are are serious contenders. Yeah. You know, you yeah you you really don't want to mess with them. Yeah, uh, forget those lion enclosures. <laughs> You're going polar, to a panda or polar bear one <laughs> panda. All right, so let's move on. Uh, I believe Dana, I both of you have brought a story for us. We make our guests work on our podcast. <laughs> so Dana. I know you have a story. Let's start with you. And then Dana, you'll take it. Or Dave, you'll uh, go after her. How about that? Yeah. All right, Dana, whenever you are ready. All right. So you guys know my favorite animal, right? Yeah. Great white shark. Great white shark. So I found an attack story here in California. Oh, where you guys were just at. (laughs) Don't you go to every few months. Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo area. Isn't that where our mom is from? Yeah. Well, she's not from there, but her... Grandma lives there. San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. I can't even pronounce that. It's it's close to there. (laughs) Anyway, continue. Okay, so this happens on January 8th, 2019. (laughs) Um, We're going to go to the Montaña de Oro is where this happens. Is that a beach? It's Sand Spit Beach at Montaña de Oro State Park. Okay. It's near Los Osos. Okay. If you know where that is. I do not. So, <clears throat> we're going to meet a guy named Nick Wapner. Okay. Okay. So, Nick Wapner was surfing when all of a sudden he sees a 15-foot-long great white shark Ooh. with an 18-inch dorsal fin. I guess they 
they found the shark after and possibly yeah, measured it. Measure I don't know. <laughs> Unless he was just like, oh, that would look like 18, 18 feet. He's a construction worker. 18 feet. <laughs> well, you know he was close. So 18 inches. Yeah. So the shark clamped down on his right ankle and then all the way up to his left thigh. Gee. Wait, his... Say that again? Started with his right ankle and then all the way up to his left thigh. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Like swallow his legs? <laughs> Pretty much. Ugh. Wapner was able to kick the shark free himself, and the shark didn't penetrate through his limbs. So Gee. they call this an exploratory bite. Right, yeah. Which most sharks will do. He was exploring a little close there, if you ask <laughs> they me. They say that the shark may have bitten him and realized it wasn't what it was looking for. Um, Wapner only, he received 50 stitches and he is all better and wants to go out surfing again. Nice. Wow. That's a good, good scar. Damn. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool scar. I know. It's Could a, you imagine like, it's a surfer I got bit tattoo. by a shark. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. But I mean, you look at most Dave sharks doesn't want. Dave's got a fear of sharks. People don't know. usually die from shark attacks. No, they really don't. And if they do, it's just because of the blood loss, because they're not close enough to a hospital to get there Right, just lose a limb, you know, maimed for uh, life. I'd no much deal. rather be bitten by a shark than mauled by a polar bear. Thank you. Yeah, that is exa- any type of bear. Yes. I, or lion. I agree with Dana. <laughs> I would rather lose a limb I than can. lose my eyes. Yeah, they go for the you face. would have the coolest story after. <laughs> and not with a polar bear attack if you survive. You're not surviving. You're not going to survive. It'd be hard to survive a polar bear attack. My goodness, man. What the heck happened to you? With people who polar survive bear. shark attacks versus people who survive bear mauls. Mauling uh, of a bear. Okay. Yeah, it's just scary. We're going to, I'm I'm planning on doing a bull shark episode soon. And when we do that, we're going to go over the 2018 stats of shark attacks. Okay. Which are, they're kept, they're very well kept track of. And we did, we did the 2017 stats back in episode five. Yeah. Wasn't it, uh, what was it? Only five people died. Like Only five oh, people five? were killed okay. by sharks. And with like some like, was Technically, it 80? Technically it wasn't really killed by the shark. It was Killed, they were killed by blood loss. Yeah, but it was from the <laughs> shark. It's from the shark. Yeah, because we're going to give the shark credit for making them lose the blood. So, but <laughs> well, people make these things out to be monsters. Yeah, they, sharks really do have a bad rep. And uh, I think this um, in 2018, there was, there, was all, there was less shark attacks as uh, there has been within the last decade. So, I'll, I'll, I plan on going over that when we do our next shark episode, which we're probably going to do sometime soon. Right. Um, but Dave, let's continue. Why don't you hit us with your story? All right, let's do this. Okay. This was on February 19th. Well, actually, this is the Monday. What Monday was that? Well, around February Doesn't 19th. Matter. Okay. You guys will might appreciate this name. An elderly woman from North Carolina. Her name is Brenda Hamilton. Hey. Oh. Is there any relation? I doubt it. I, I don't know a Brenda. There's a lot of Hamiltons. There's a lot of Hamiltons. Anyway, she's a 77-year-old beloved teacher uh, was found wounded inside of a road by someone come to find out it was a mysterious animal attack mm. they don't know who it was she was sent to the hospital and did not recover she ended up dying she died from her wounds wow. yeah I read this but, story myself oh was, did you yeah okay yeah apparently they they did some DNA testing found out it was canine yeah they think it's canine oh. so it's either a uh, a coyote, any either coyote or a dog, uh, a, a wolf so, yeah. or a dog, and and they were. I guess they narrowed it down. They they really think it's it was from a dog. So they've been testing dogs dog. in the area oh, to find out idea. if one of them did it. 
They're, 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 yeah, they're doing the That's a good detective idea. work for it. Yeah, because they don't want, you know, you know how it is. They don't want dogs that attack humans. Oh, yeah. If that stuff happens, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think I kind of am a little nervous around dogs. Dogs really can mm-hmm. be nerve-wracking. Like they when really I'm walking can. or like running and I see dogs, like it, I'm they not going to lie, it, it scares me a little. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's I've fair. even had dogs come running up to me and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, usually they'll run right up as if they're vicious and then just sit and bark. Yeah. You know, they're... Well, think about what mailmen go through. So. I know. Yeah. Even little dogs. Like, oh. I think I... You just... Oh, I know no. they're, they're to, yappy just things. Yeah. But I do. I, I, I think I have a tad yeah, they, bit of fear of dogs. Do you? Oh. That's fair, because dogs do attack. As they we do. went over in the our first story, 26%, I think it was 26% of uh, animal-related injuries are caused by dogs here in the United States. Hmm. Well, since she loves sharks, you know, she has to find something the opposite of to have a fear of it. It's cuddly, domesticated dog. So they, you know? they, they haven't confirmed what it was yet, have they? They just know it was canine, and they really think that it was a dog. A dog? Yeah, a domesticated dog. So I, I did find another... I didn't. It's not going to be one of our stories, but I did see that there was another uh, dog attack that killed another lady. Sometimes mm. I leave out the dog stories. I, just, I like the more wild stories yeah. so i kind of yeah. leave out the dog stories when i see them but yeah. we i do plan on doing a dog attack episode oh okay. uh, it's on the list uh there's another drink that's like three or four by now yeah. if you're <laughs> playing the game of take a shot every time i say we're gonna we're gonna cover that sometime yeah. i saw another uh story on uh two dogs killed like three or four uh al- alpacas was wow. it dogs or coyotes? I thought it was No, they coyote. were dogs. They ended was up it? being two huskies. Somebody's husky. Husky. Wow. And then they injured a, sh- a couple of sheep and and uh, a, a goat. But oddly enough, it was the alpacas that they killed. Yeah. <laughs> Not the sheep and the goat. They were just injured. Alpacas wow. are pretty big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, yeah. Uh, that would have taken a lot to kill an alpaca from yeah. a, a non-wild husky. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. So... I've got two more stories for us, um, and the next one is dog related. <laughs> but it, <laughs> well, we're staying, we're staying on there, yeah. Yeah. So the next story happened February twentieth ish, and it's a it's a crazy story. So that means we got to go back to Florida. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Another Florida story. <laughs> it happens in Fruitland Park which is like right in the middle of the state, like right in the middle of the state. Mm. And it's above or- Orlando's kind of in the middle as yeah. well. So it's, it's, but it's above Orlando. Okay. Uh, let's meet a man named Ben Poole. He is walking his dog on a trail when they, and it's not far from his home at all, as we'll find out. Uh, he's walking into his dog and they come face to face with a coyote. Hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's funny because my uh, dad, my dad just told me a story. Of I was his. just thinking that. Yeah. I'm just thinking that. He, he had a run in with a coyote when or where oh, we go yeah. in our um, hunting area where we go duck hunting. And uh, our dog, Roxy, chased after the coyote and the coyote ran away. And uh, my dad was saying that the coyote just went into second gear and just outran Roxy, who is really, is our, Roxy's our our black lab and she is really fast. And then he said that this coyote just turned on a second gear and just easily escaped from Roxy, which Mm. is really cool. Kind of fascinating. Um, Be interesting to see what. I've seen wild coyotes out, out in that area as well. Uh, But anyway, this coyote is not one you want to run into. (laughs) The coyote and the dog start going at it. Ooh. 
but Ben manages to pull the coyote off the dog. Jeez. But then the coyote starts attacking Ben. <laughs> and Ben is an older guy, too. He's like an old retired type, uh, uh-huh. type Florida, what you would mm-hmm. expect type of guy. Uh, and, well, let's let Ben tell us what happens in his own words. The coyote came at my legs first, and I smashed him in the side of the head with the cup. And so oh, the wow. cup he is talking about is like a stainless steel coffee mug. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But uh, back to Ben, he came at me again, I smashed him again, and then <laughs> he jumped at my face. Ooh. When he did that, I jumped back, smacked him in the side of the head, uh, he screamed and then went down. Oh. <laughs> now, Ben managed to get himself and his dog up the street to his home, so this didn't take place oh, far away gee. from his home, obviously. Uh, but the coyote followed them. Ben says it was extremely aggressive. The more I did, the madder it got and the madder it came after me. Ben grabbed a gun and climbed into his truck. Ben says I was going to shoot it out the window because I didn't want it to. I didn't want to get out and fight it again. And when I did, it jumped up at the window of the truck. <laughs> I rolled the window down, backed up, went three or four times at it, oh my and finally ran it over. Gee. Did this coyote possibly have rabies? Rabies. No, the coyote did not have rabies. Dang it. <laughs> but uh, way to introduce the, the rabies <laughs> sound clip that we love to use. <laughs> um, uh, Ben's, Ben's dog will be getting frequent checkups to make sure rabies is not an issue. So mm. it's possible that it does. But Ben does not face any... He, did, he never got bit. He never actually got bit oh, by okay. the coyote. Okay. Uh, and he does not face any legal repercussions, which is right. good. I, mean, I wouldn't expect yeah. him to. But yeah. That's he just crazy. He, ran, had, he had to run over the coyote. It jumped at his car window? It jumped yeah. at his car window. <laughs> it sounds like rabies. It does sound like rabies. But yeah, Ben was never bitten himself. He, he beat the coyote with a coffee cup, uh, ran <laughs> it over, killing it, and... Uh, to end the story, let's let's end on another quote from Ben. No regrets. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> Tell me this guy's a war vet. He's got to be. He might be. Or, he, or he, he's he's maybe super redneck too. That could be an option. <laughs> but either way, that that's pretty that's a pretty cool wow. story. I yeah. like that one. It's... I hope he keeps that coffee mug forever. <laughs> <laughs> Killed a coyote with this thing. Killed a coyote with this thing. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, we are down to our last story now, and this is the, the story is like the main event story. I saved it for last. This is the story that hit national news in recent weeks. I'm sure many of our listeners are aware of this one, especially in the United States. This is the story of the man who was attacked by a cougar. He not only survived, but he actually killed the cougar with his own bare hands. I haven't even mm. heard this story. You haven't? This is, no. This was national news. Wow. Have you you heard haven't heard me and Dave talking about it? Apparently not. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get going. <laughs> let's meet the man himself. Uh, his name is Travis Kaufman. 
He is 31 years old. And this story happens on February 4th on Horsetooth Mountain near Fort Collins, Colorado. Wow. It's almost up into Wyoming. It's it's farther north. Uh, Travis is an avid runner. And on this day, he headed out for a 12-mile run. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but uh, so needless to say, he is in pretty decent shape. And I've I've seen videos and pictures of him uh, in a press release video. Uh, he kind of has a runner's body type. He he look he's kind of a, a thin mm-hmm. but a muscly type of thin. Mm-hmm. So he's in good shape. But he's on his run, and not long into it, he hears the sound of pine needles rustling behind him. That's never good. And he turns around, coming eye to eye with the cougar. Travis says his heart sank into his stomach. (laughs) I should have been a bodybuilder. (laughs) (laughs) But you can imagine that feeling, right? Uh, Travis stops and throws his hands up in the air and shouts at the cougar. And this is smart, and this Mm -hmm. is what you're supposed to do. However, it didn't work. (laughs) And the coug- um this didn't attack the cougar, and the cougar attacks him. Eesh. The cougar runs and lunges at Travis, going for his head and face. Ooh, wow. Uh, he puts his arms up to protect his face, at which point it grabbed onto his hand and wrist, like right here on his wrist. Mm. Uh, from there, it began clawing at his face. His Ooh. face, his head, his Gee. neck, all of that Ow. area. That's when Travis's fear response turned into more of a fight response. Hmm. After he realizes how close it's getting to his eyes, he got a and he got a claw to his face. He did get a claw to his face, uh, his lip, and just under the eye. Hmm. It's a good-looking scar. I know. I'll tell you. <laughs> I got more on that in a minute, but yeah. Uh, Travis tries to throw it off of him. Uh, they then took a tumble down a small hill off of the trail wow. where they had a wrestling match. <laughs> and Travis put the cougar in the figure four leg lock, forcing the cougar to tap out. And Travis wins the world championship. <laughs> All right. No, that did not happen. Uh, but there is my pro wrestling reference for the week. Uh, figure four was done by who? Uh, Kurt Angle. I don't know. Oh, Nick Flair. Rick, Nick Flair? Or Rick Flair, sorry. Rick Flair. No, that, that was the figure for. That was the oh. sharpshooter. But uh, Rick Flair. <laughs> See, I, I, told, I brought that up earlier today for a reason to play with you guys. <laughs> but yeah, there's my wrestling reference for a week. Uh, so Travis and the Cougar are wrestling. Uh, Travis is able to get on top of it. Pinning its back legs with one of his knees. <laughs> Uh, at that point, he only has his left hand free. His right hand is still locked in the cougar's jaws. Oh, my God. Wow. So all he, all he has is his left hand available. Travis grabs a stick and goes at its neck, trying to get it to release him. Uh, that didn't work. And he tr- the sticks were breaking. Like stabbing him wow. in the yeah, neck? Yeah, tried to strag the cougar in the neck with a stick, but it, it kept breaking. <laughs> wow. Travis then picks up a rock. He attempts to bash the cougar in the head, but the rock is pretty heavy, and his positioning didn't really allow him to swing it very hard. Mm. But he gave it two 
he said he gave it two decent blows to the back of the head, but still would not release his arm. Oh my gosh. So this is quite the fight going yeah. on right now. And at that point, he... Uh, he I'd would like have... to see this. I could see him pinning down this cougar yeah. with his hands in his mouth. With intense action music. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture. So he's on top. I, this is what I got out of him telling the story. Couldn't the cougar still scratch it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For well, sure. He's and on defin- his back. The cougar's on his back, and it's right, definitely still clawing. Right, but it's clawing. still doing oh, this. Yeah. Oh, I thought he's on the cougar's back. He's no, on top he's on of the top cougar. Of the cougar. Oh. The cougar's, on, the his cougar's back. on its back. He's on top of it. Oh, so the cougar's definitely still swiping. That's still going on. Eesh. So I'm trying to paint a picture for you. And he's got it. He put his knees over its back legs so they couldn't. I imagine to the side a little bit. I still think he would be digging in. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's... let me let me continue. And at that point, he knew he would have to do something a little more drastic. He was able to shift his weight and get. A foot on its neck, his right foot, and presses against the cougar's neck hard, as hard as he can. And each time he thought the cougar would give up, it would start thrashing again. (laughs) So it's still clawing, and he got a lot of marks from it. But Travis continues to put pressure on the cougar's neck. Then it's just opened, and it stopped moving. Wow. And this took several minutes. Wow. But he suffocated the cougar to death. Wow. That he did not kill the cougar with his bare hands. He killed the with cougar his, with, with his, his foot. foot. <laughs> same, okay. same, but Semantics. different. <laughs> yeah. He didn't use a weapon. <laughs> but isn't that wow. something? Yeah. Killing a cougar with your bare hands. Getting that fight or flight uh, mode. Yeah. Um, and he was able to scramble up the hill and then runs three miles after all of this. <laughs> three run, He runs three miles. He must have been oh on that gosh. runner's high. You can yeah, feel he, it. <laughs> he runs three miles out of the, um, and three more miles. Uh, I imagine he's running on pure adrenaline oh, yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was, was he bleeding everywhere. Um, yeah, he was bleeding. <laughs> this is the way I went. See, if you follow these drops. <laughs> He runs into uh, another man, another visitor who. Could you imagine that poor guy's like, "What happened to you?" <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he ran into the another guy who gave him a lift to a nearby hospital. Wow. Trevor Travis suffered the bite to his wrist, and multiple scratches over his body. The most notable is the scratch under his eye. Which which I was saying, super cool. which is now a pretty badass looking scar. Mm-hmm. But uh, altogether, he had no serious injuries. Wow. And all that info I gave you is from his own mouth. This is from uh, interviews that he has done in the past week or so. So it's all, everything I said was from his own. It was in his own words. And uh, here's a quote from Travis during the whole. Uh, yeah. Okay. So here's a quote from Travis. During the whole process, I didn't really make any decisions. There was a lot of instinct. And so there weren't a lot of decisions to second guess or a lot of critical moments that I had to rethink or go through and reprocess. He was just 100% reacting on instinct I alone. I think that's kind of what your yeah. brain... It's that that's, fight or fight mo- or uh-huh. fight or and flight. That's, it's probably better that way. And yeah. it, well, it worked out for Travis. And he also adds... For the most part, I don't feel any residual trauma from it, and I tend to like to move forward. That's kind of my personality. 
So that's good for him. Uh, authorities confirmed his story in being true and found the cougar's body. However, the cougar's body has been rummaged around by other predators. Mm. Oh. So uh, but anyway, it was. A ju- so here's here's the important facts. It was a juvenile cougar hmm. that was only around a year old. Oh, wow. And only weighed around 50 pounds. Mm. That's not a very big cougar. Mm-mm. No. As they can get, um, especially in the, the mountain ranges and farther north. So, like, in the Rocky Mountains and farther north into Canada, they're bigger. Same with, like, they live everywhere, north mm-hmm. and south America. They live in the mm-hmm. Amazon jungles. And there's much smaller uh, around the equator yeah. in the jungles. But then as you go further south into Argentina, they're bigger. And um, further north into the Americas and Canada, they're bigger. Uh, they can get to around 200 pounds. Wow. Uh, this one was only 50-ish. And then, He's lucky He that is it was just a juvenile. Yes, Travis is extremely lucky it was such a young and small cougar. Otherwise, it may not... He might, might not have been the same outcome. He might not have survived. I'm surprised a young cougar like that would... Would attack, yeah. Would attack. So, uh, we don't know why. Maybe... It, Maybe it's rabies. <laughs> we're not doing another sound effect. <laughs> but, uh, I, I do know for a fact that this one is not rabies. They tested it. Okay. Um, but... Uh, on the Horseshoe Mountain, some trailheads were closed because of the attack for a few days. But Dave, do you remember we did a cougar story not too long ago, where uh, a hundred-pound cougar killed a biker in Washington? Yeah, do you remember that story? Yeah. I think that was episode nineteen. Just a couple of them got attacked. It was another one, one of, of our them, recent one stories. Of them got away. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it killed one of the bikers. There was two bikers that killed one of them, drug it off, and the other guy escaped and got um, authorities to help yeah. out. But uh, that was 100 pounds, and that was an adult cougar. <laughs> Imagine the difference between a mm. juvenile, 50-pound, yeah. an adult, 100-pound. There's a big yeah. difference. Like, killing, a, trying to kill a 100-pound cougar with your bare hands, whoa. I don't think, I don't know if you could, but this, he, uh, Travis was fortunate enough that he was able to kill this cougar with his bare hands. Yeah. Uh, and if, you know what, don't get me wrong, Travis is still pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's pretty cool, and and it shows with that cool scar. Oh, that scar! <laughs> I'll have to show you a picture of it, but I'll, and I'll put it. I'll, I'll try to put another link of uh, his interview so you can hear it from his own words. You better not get any plastic surgery because that is like no. He's <sighs> imagine going to that a, is a story going into a bar and like telling all these women <laughs> how you like. Yeah. I just got. I just had to kill a cougar with my bare hands. It's not a big deal. Dress up for a, as a Viking on Halloween every year, <laughs> but. Uh, I feel like that's a good main event quality story to end on. That is going to wrap up the episode. Hey. Uh, I hope you both enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope all of the listeners enjoyed it. I always like doing these uh, recent stories every two months. I feel like it's good to catch up on the new stuff that happens. So I I enjoy doing these episodes. But for next week, I have not fully decided what we will be doing yet. Now, there are a lot of options. We might start another series of episodes, kind of like we did for Bears. Uh-huh. So, you know, maybe like three three or four part, yeah. three or four episodes. Uh, possibly we could do that with crocodiles and alligators. Okay. Which is one I've been wanting to do for a while. And then or we could also do it on lions. That'd be a uh, we one. could do it on wolves. Uh, or I've been wanting to do another episode about our man. I'm Jim Corbett, mother...
Jim Corbett. Hey. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Yeah, that was another excuse to use the sound clip. <laughs> I think we've used most of our sound clips this episode. <laughs> you didn't use the time machine. No, we didn't use the time machine. This is a recent. Let's put or it in then. No, you can't. Or we didn't use our kangaroo. We're not oh. going to do that one that. either. Right. <laughs> I haven't decided yet on what we're going to do for next week. So you'll find out uh, next week when uh, the or episode comment, comes out. What would you like to hear? Yeah. Next? Yeah. Thank you, Dana. Uh, please give us, um, let us know if you want to, us to cover something. I mean, we also, I also have elephants and hippos and rhinos. So They're all in the queue. And we, I've, I have a huge, I got a big list of things that I want to do. So there's going to be lots of stuff. We're not going to run out anytime soon. Is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. So I'll find out next week what I come up with. Uh, no or sh- what you vote on. Or what you vote on. If we get, like, one vote would probably seal the deal <laughs> from our very limited fan base. But, hey, it's so a fan fans, base. come on, vote. That's what do you want limited. to hear about? They're just silent. Give them three <laughs> options. Maybe. Maybe I'll put it up on Facebook. I haven't decided on that yet. But, um, anyway, no shout-outs this week. That's fine. We don't get them every week. Oh. Hopefully mm. we start to. <laughs> <laughs> if you And if you want to... If you... I uh, do want to shout out. It's simple. All you have to do is go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. And if you don't use iTunes, then you, whatever platform you use, give us a review there. Or you could even go to our Facebook page and leave a review there as well. It really helps us on the business end of things. I know it takes 30 seconds, but it, it means a lot. And please do that if you can. And also, if you want to be an even more awesome person, you can become a producer of the show. You can do that by giving us a little donation. Uh, that would be more than wonderful. I work really hard on putting everything together, and donations would be greatly appreciated. And anything sent will go right back into the podcast anyway, so you'll basically just be helping making the podcast better. Um, I got some books I want to get uh, for some research and some future episodes. So by donating, yeah, you'll be helping us improve the show and it would be truly be awesome and we would appreciate it so much. And the way you can do that is on PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or you could go to my personal account on Venmo, Matthew-Hamilton-51. Uh, this is all in the description below so you can follow those instructions. And we're also looking to getting a, a Patreon account dave okay um, we need to upgrade our so we're like on the mid level we go through Podbean, mm-hmm. so we're on the mid level yeah so oh, it's like 15 something bucks a month and now we need to we got to go to the next level in order to do patreon oh. so uh listeners you can help us out with that and uh help, helping us pay for that it'd be really great uh, also, remember if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, and maybe you, uh, we can share it li- uh, on the pod sometime, or if you just want to communicate with us, uh, ask us a question, suggest an episode idea, f- feel free at any time to email us, or you can also do it on our Facebook as well. And also, uh, something that helps is recommend the show to family and friends. Uh, it helps help us build it up. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Stitcher, all the ones we need to be on. Whew. All right. <laughs> uh, Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. Uh, Dana, do you have anything to add? I think I'm good. All right. Uh, Colonel Cheetor, you got anything? Dana, I fell in love so fast. About 65 miles an hour fast. Hey! That was mildly <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> Colonel Cheetor, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let that guy in here. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) But, um, 
All right, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. All right, we're going to have something to talk about here.